familiar verse of Scripture. I've already preached once tonight, so I'll do the sermon number two. I'm just, really, really, I don't know that this is preaching. I'm just going to talk to you from my heart. Amen. Familiar verse of Scripture, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Matthew 6 and 33, many of us can quote it. This is what I felt of my heart. Matthew 6 and 33, Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, all these things shall be added unto you. I want to say all these things. Amen. Jesus draws a stark contrast here tells us that the number one priority in our life ought to be God's kingdom. It ought to be God's kingdom. That ought to be above everything else. Well, hallelujah. The kingdom of God ought to be sought first. And then he says, all these things shall be added I want us to pray for just a moment. Let's ask the Lord to talk to us tonight. I, I, want, I really want the Lord to help us tonight. I need his touch. Let's, let's talk to the Lord together right now, everybody. Let's lift our voices to the Lord. I love you, Jesus. God, I need you, and I can do nothing without you, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I surrender myself to you anew and afresh. I need your touch. I need your guidance. I need your help. I need your anointing, God. Lord God, these faithful saints have come tonight hungry to hear from you. I pray help me tonight, God, to feed them from the pages of your word. Jesus, we love you. We praise you right now. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let's worship the Lord together, everybody. Let's worship the Lord together. Hallelujah. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. Amen, amen. I, I do. Hallelujah. Uh, in some churches, that would mean it's time for a praise break. Well, uh, some of you get that later, but anyway. Uh, I, do, I do desire your prayers. I am still suffering a bit from jet lag. Apparently, normally it takes me about two weeks to get over that. My voice is still not as strong as it needs to be, but we're going to do what we can tonight. If you'll help me, if you'll help me tonight, well, praise God. Amen, amen. Jesus makes a statement to us. We are all familiar with what he said. 
But I'm not, I'm not convinced that we really comprehend the depth and the magnitude of what he is telling us. Here he says that there are only two choices. There are only two choices when it comes to the object of our desires. Now you said you'd help me tonight. Praise God. There are only two choices when it comes to the object of our desires. We either are seeking the kingdom of God or if we're not seeking the kingdom of God, we are seeking things. And I find it interesting that Jesus just makes one broad category. I don't care what it is, Brother Brandon. I don't care what it is. If it's not God's kingdom, it's just things. Doesn't really amount to much. Doesn't really count for a whole lot. Hello? Praise God. Amen. If we're not seeking the kingdom of God, then we are seeking things. I know that simplifies life. I know that breaks it down to the lowest common denominator. But really, what are our possessions? They're just things. What are our finances? They're just things. What are our titles and our positions? Just things. Things that really don't matter in the grand scheme of eternity. Hallelujah. Because none of these things are going to last when we draw our final breath. Jesus wants us to change our focus. He wants us seeking not things, but seeking the kingdom. The real focus of our desire ought to be that the kingdom of God go forward. Not that we get promoted. Not that we are the ones that are recognized. Well, hallelujah. But that whatever happens, God, it will be what will advance your kingdom. Now listen, church. You, you say amen, but... But, but let's, let's be honest with ourselves. Sometimes what it takes to advance the kingdom of God is the opposite of advancing us. Sometimes what it requires for the kingdom of God to go forward is for it to appear that we're going backward. God had a plan to save his people from a drought. God knew it was coming. God knew there would be starvation on the face of the earth. And God wanted to protect his people. But to accomplish the purpose of God, Joseph had to suffer. Now, yes, he was eventually promoted, but he didn't get promoted until he was taken way down. Are you hearing me tonight? I'm telling you that sometimes the plan of God and the will of God 
is, is the opposite of what we think God ought to be doing. We have in our mind a picture of how God ought to be advancing us, how God ought to be moving us forward. But God's perspective is not us. Though he loves us, though he cares about us, God's perspective is how we fit into his plan for his kingdom. And that's the perspective we've got to get. Somehow we've got to get not only a revelation of who he is, but a revelation of what really matters. I can live without designer clothing. I can live without name brand possessions, the latest gadgets and technology. I can live without all of that. Amen. Amen. And, and, and we, we really, we've got to get to a place where the kingdom of God is our focus. What I'm about to do, what I'm about to say, how does it affect the kingdom of God? When that person on the job does me wrong and I give them a piece of my mind, how does that affect the kingdom of God? And that person at the uh, at the store shortchanges me, tells me off. The, the way that I respond, how does it affect the kingdom of God? It's not about you getting even. It's not about you having the last say. It's about advancing God's kingdom in everything we do. Well, praise God. Listen, church, even the standards that we hold, they're not really about us. They're about advancing God's kingdom. It's so that the world can look on us and see who we are. I've said it before, but the very verse of Scripture that, that they use against holiness standards really defends holiness standards. When they say God seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but God seeth the heart. I'm telling you, that's a wonderful verse of scripture. Because it's man that I'm trying to win. And man can't see my heart. All man can see is, am I trying to look like Hollywood? Am I trying to look like some rock star? Am I 50 years old trying to look like I'm 15? Well, these things go on in the church. And they're not to advance the kingdom. Well, hallelujah. Jesus said, seek ye. This, 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 this strikes me. Because any time that I use first, it's because there's going to be a second and maybe a third and a fourth that follows after it. That's what first implies, that there are others on the list. But Jesus did not say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and then seek things. 
He said, seek first the kingdom of God. Period. Don't seek anything else. Let God take care of the things. Let God determine what things you can handle, what things you need. My God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Is that what the Bible says? If we can seek the kingdom of God, God will take care of the things. Well, praise God. I want you to get for me Psalm uh, 37, verses 4 and 5. Psalm 37, verses 4 and 5. Here's what the psalmist says. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now, now hang on right there, because we're going we're to read this next verse to get more of the context. But I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of people that take that last part of verse 4 and preach prosperity doctrine, preach all kinds of things, because they say the Bible says that God will give me the desires of my heart. Well, it does say that, but that's only half of what it said. Are you looking at it? This is Bible study night. Have you got your Bible open? We're in Psalms. 37, verse 4. The last part of the verse says, that God will give us the desires of our heart. But the first part says, delight thyself also in the Lord. Let the Lord be what makes you happy. Hello? Let the Lord be what satisfies you. If you'll delight in the Lord, then what are you going to desire? You're going to desire the things of God. That's what you delight in. Are you following me tonight? You delight in the things of God, so that's what you desire. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Whatever you delight in, that's what you seek. And so if you're going to take this verse and say, God will give me the desires of my heart, that means if I want a brand new Mercedes, God will give it to me. I'm going to tell you the problem with that is you're delighting in that Mercedes. That's what makes you happy. And he didn't say whatever you delight in, God will give you the desires of your heart. But he said, if God is your delight, if you can reach a place that it doesn't matter, God, if I've got nothing else, if I lose everything I own, if you take my health, if, if, if you can get to the place that Job got to when he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. It doesn't matter if you take everything away, God. As long as I got you, as long as I've got you, I'm happy. 
That's when God is our delight. And when God is our delight, then God gives us the desires of our heart, which is more of him. That's what we desire. That's what we delight in. In fact, let's go on. Verse 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You see, all of this is talking about our relationship with him, our perspective toward him. We, we are not to be seeking after things, but seeking after God. And let God decide what things he wants to give us. Second Chronicles 7.14, we've, we've dealt with this so many times, but Second Chronicles 7.14 says this. My people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, shall humble themselves and pray, pray, seek my face, and seek my face. He didn't say seek my blessings. Let's be honest, saints of God. For so many apostolics, the overwhelming majority of our prayer life is spent praying for things. No, I didn't get any amens, but it's still true. Most of the time we spend praying is we're praying for things. God, take care of this situation on the job. God, help me pay this bill. God, uh, heal this sickness. God, and, and it's all about the things God can give us. But God said if we would seek his, his face, what we want is more of him, not more of what he can give us. But more of him. I just want more of your spirit, God. I want more of your glory in my life. I want more of your power to be revealed to me. I want to know you. With all of the miracles and all of the things that Paul saw in his life, he still said, oh, that I may know him. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want more of him. Telling you, we shouldn't be seeking his blessings. We should be seeking his face. We should be seeking his favor. So this is, that's what this is all about. My people, which are called by my name, shall, number one, humble themselves. For God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. Right? So if we're going to find God's favor, we're going to have to, first of all, humble ourselves and pray. If we're going to find God's favor, we're going to have to spend time in his presence. We're going to have to learn to love what he loves and to hate what he hates. And seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. 
This is all about finding God's favor, not finding his blessings. But let me tell you what happens. If we will make his favor the object of our desire, guess what follows his favor? He commands the blessings. Look at Luke chapter 1, verse 28. Luke 1 and verse 28. I want you to notice the order of things here. Luke 1 and 28. The angel is talking to Mary. Luke 1, 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail. Hail. Thou art highly favored. Hail thou that art highly favored. That's the first thing. All right? Hello? That's the first thing. First of all, Mary, you're favored. You have found God's favor. Thou art highly favored. Read. The Lord is with thee. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Or blessed art thou among women. The blessing followed the favor. Well, hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, church. We can seek God's blessings. And there are times God will grant that and God will give us his blessing without his favor. But it's a dangerous way to live. Samson knew the blessings of God. Time and again, God blessed Samson. But Samson never found God's favor. I don't just want God's blessings on my life. I want his favor. I want to seek him. I want to seek him. Deuteronomy, go to Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 29. Deuteronomy 4 and 29. I want you to see that what God is imploring of us is that we would seek him. Not what he can do for us. Not what he can give us. Deuteronomy 4.29. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God. Thou shalt seek the Lord thy God. Thou shalt find him. You'll find him. If thou shalt seek if him. If you seek him. With all thy heart. All your heart. And with all thy soul. If you'll seek him. Not his blessings. If you'll seek him. Jeremiah 29 verse 13. The scripture the scripture is replete with examples. God is pleading with us that we learn to seek him. Well, hallelujah. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. And ye shall seek me and find you me. You shall seek me and find me. When ye shall search for when me. When you shall search for me. All your heart. With all. I'm telling you tonight, church, what God wants of us is that we reach a place that the only thing we really want is him. That's all I want. I just want more of you, God. 
I want more of your spirit in my life. I want, I want to walk closer to you. I want to know you like I've never known you. You know, it, it, it happens. You, you go to a third world country. You go where people are, are, are in dire need, and you're going to find this. I, I don't care. It's just going to happen. We, we put on a seminar, and we're going to feed them. You know, it, it's, it's amazing. Every seminar we put on, the crowd grows right before lunch and shrinks right after lunch. And, and I want you to think about it. You know, good saints of God are sacrificing to pay for these meals. And here are people that just come in, get their free lunch, and go on. You know how frustrating that is? But how many times have we done God that way? How many times has the only time we've wanted to spend any time with him been because we needed something from him? When's the last time that you said, God, I'm not here to ask for anything? God, I'm not here to bring any petition before you except let me draw closer to you. Let my relationship with you become what it needs to be. Am I talking to anybody here tonight? Psalm 27. Just a couple more scriptures and we'll let you go. Psalm 27. Psalm 27. I want you to listen to the confidence that David had in God. Listen to his absolute faith and trust, the peace of mind that he possessed. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. The strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies, have come and my foes came up on me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. My heart shall not fear. The war should rise against me. The war rises against me. And this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord. Listen to him. Listen to him. That. Look, wait. Listen to him. All of these things, he said, I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm not afraid of what anyone can do. You know, all of those trained soldiers are, are scared to death of Goliath. And here's this young boy who runs out to meet him. No fear in him at all. How is that, David? Is it because you're a man of great courage? No. No, but I'll tell you what, what it is because of. He said, there's one thing that I desired of the Lord. There's one thing that I'm asking of God. It's not make me king. I don't believe David was out there in the pasture praying, God, I want to be king. I don't believe David was out there in the pasture saying, God, I want to be rich. I want to be well known. I don't believe that. 
he tells us here, there's one thing that I desire of the Lord. That will I seek him. And, and if you notice, he said one thing have I desired, past tense, and that will I seek. Mm-hmm. Not just what I have wanted before, but it's going to continue to be the one thing that I'm looking for. That will I seek after. What is that one thing? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. That I can just spend some time. That I can spend time with him. That I would dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my life. All the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. Behold the beauty, not of his blessings, but just the beauty of the Lord. And to inquire in his temple just to talk to him. Read. For in the time of trouble. He's he's expressing that confidence again. In the time of trouble. He shall hide me in his pavilion. I'm not worried. God is going to find a place to hide me. Read. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He's going to hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. He's going to set me upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies God's round about me. Lift my head up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in so this tabernacle I'm sacrifices, offer sacrifices of, joy. of joy. I will sing. I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises I unto the Lord. Sing praises to the Lord. What a confidence. What a peace David has. Everything is going to be all right. David's not biting his fingernails. David's not pacing the floor. And David had his share of troubles. Don't you ever forget it. There's nobody in this building that has spent 13 years of your life running for your life. Because somebody was out to kill you. But David did. David had his share of problems. David had his share of troubles. But David said, I'm not worried. I am not worried about any of it. God's going to take care of me. God is going to take care of me. Why, David? Why do you feel that confidence? Go down to verse 8 of this same chapter, and he tells us why. When thou saidst, when God said, seek my face, seek my face, my heart said unto my thee, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, thy face, will Lord, I seek. Will I seek. That's why he had confidence. David said, I'm seeking what God wants me to seek. And if I'll do that, God will take care of every need that I have. Let's lift our hands and love him right now. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's talk to him. Let's talk to him. Thou saidst, seek my face. David said, my heart responded. It didn't just come out of my mouth. It's not just words that I spoke. It's not just something that I thought. But he said, my heart responded. When you called me to seek your face, God, my heart said, thy face. Thy face, O Lord. That's why he had confidence.
sense. That's why he wasn't afraid. That's why he had no fear. Because he was seeking the right things. Hallelujah. Let's stand and love him right now, can we? Let's stand and love him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry for all the times that the only thing you've heard from me has been another request for something. I'm sorry. 